0: It tracks Yep, well, i guess so
1: you're listening to the snob os podcast the podcast for apple snobs hey this is nika monford aka tech savvy diva yo this is Aaron's games aka brother tech welcome to the snobble West show, the show for Apple snobs where we talk all things Apple and then some. We want to thank you for your continued support, whether you are a Patreon supporter or whether you listen to our free show on um, your podcast app. Um, if you want to become a patron where you get exclusive content, get access to our live taping and a host of other nifty features you can head on over to patreon.com slash westcast to be able to watch the live show get the exclusive content i just talked about or to sign up to become a patron with that said we're going to go ahead and jump into this week's show with the lowdown where we talk all things apple first up on the docket um it's been a bit of a slow tech week uh as I was, you know, kind of pulling uh, stories together for the show, but this one, what seemed to be on everybody's um, lips, so iPad OS 16. It appears, according to Bloomberg, that it is going to be delayed by a month. Um, with iOS 16 still being expected to be released in the typical September window, so that would mean. That iPad OS would come out sometime in October, and the cause is suspe- suspected for the delay for iPad OS 16 is related to Stage Manager. Um, folks have been um, airing their issues during with the public betas with issues related to uh, Stage Manager. The primary thing I think a lot of people are talking about is the fact that it needs to have, the the iPad needs to have at least an M1 chip to be able to use Stage Manager. So um, through the betas that have been released so far, um, there have been minor tweaks and changes to Stage Manager, um, again, during the beta period. But it appears um, that the delays related to this um, are going to uh, push it back um, a little bit because um, it's not quite ready for um, for for release uh, for the release schedule that Apple typically follows. I don't believe it.
0: <laughs> this <laughs> the, at the top. It's a slow news week, specifically yeah. as it relates to Apple. So I saw this story that uh, we posted in the show notes from Nine to Five Mac. And then even in 9to5Mac, I skimmed through the article and nowhere does it mention that somebody from Apple said that this is going to be delayed until after the iOS 16 for the phones comes out, right? So 9to5Mac references Bloomberg, so Mm -hmm. a journalist organization reference another journal's organization. So I was like, all right, well, let me look into the Bloomberg story. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg's proof that iPad OS 16 will be, um, their source rather, not proof, their source that Apple is going to delay or stagger or whatever you wanna call these next set of releases that are gonna be released in the fall is, uh, their source is according to people, with knowledgeable, uh, and this is, let me make sure I read it right. According to people with knowledge to the matter. No reps, no source, no whatever. Mm-hmm. People with knowledge of the matter. It don't say I, Apple people. It just says people. Mm-hmm. These are journalists. They pick their and choose their words carefully because it is a, it, it is. They're framing a the story. News. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's news. Nobody wants to be misquoted. Nobody wants to say they got it wrong. Nobody wants to, you know, attach their uh, name to it. Nobody wants to attach their name to it, and nobody wants to put out a. What do you do it when they have to read? Put out a A retraction. A a retraction, right? But it's a slow news story, so they 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 see they meaning these journalists. They see that uh, iPad OS 16 the betas again. This is a beta they see in the beta that ipad os 16 specifically stage manager which is the new multitasking for ipad os 16 and mac os is having issues with secondary monitors so people who are using their ipad as a computer and mm-hmm. connecting their ipad to a I don't know, uh, high resolution HD, whatever secondary monitor, and it's glitching out and it's not staying connected and it's having connection issues. So these <laughs> stories are seeing that <laughs> and they need news. So, so they like, crafted oh. a story
1: based off that.
0: They crafted a story based off the fact that iPad OS 16 ain't going to be ready. So let's run a story that says that they're going to stagger it or delay it according to people with knowledge of the matter. And then there was another part in the Bloomberg story to where they, um, uh, the Apple plans to put out iOS 16 during the usual period, but not launch iPad OS 16 until October said the people (laughs) who asked not to be identified because the deliberations are private. That sounds like a bunch of we just gonna make <laughs> up some stuff. <laughs> and then the person who wrote the story, Mark German, is the dude that we've talked about all the time that's always putting out I call it vaporware when they're talking about, oh, the new feature this, the new feature that, oh, Apple's gonna come out with a notchless whatever, it ain't gonna be this, you know, these.
1: The spaghetti Uh, approach. We're just going to throw it against the wall and see what sticks.
0: And if it sticks, we'd be like, I told you, but if it don't stick, like for instance, they fixed it or, 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 you know, we never said that we spoke to anybody at Apple, so we don't have to print a retraction. They're just throwing stuff out there.
1: Deniability I think is, is what they, what they call it.
0: So yeah. Now they could be right. They could be absolutely right. And then come September, when they announce the iPhone, they'll announce iOS 16 and they'll say iOS 16 will be ready uh, when the new iPhone 14 ships. And mm-hmm. then they'll say, oh, iPad OS coming in October. And then they'll say Mac OS Ventura coming in November, which is not that. Uh, what's the word that wouldn't be surprising in recent years for Apple to stagger? I um, uh, iPhone releases and iPad releases and just software releases in general is not beyond the realm of possibility that they stagger it, you know, but for the fact that um, to me, this just seems like reaching and they could be right. But the fact that they're just so hungry for news that any sort of shred of a clue, you know, somebody just running their mouths said, oh, they're going to push iPad 16 uh, back until October. Which means something's wrong. Oh, Apple's in trouble. Let's print this story. And then the fact that nine, uh, I think nine to five Mac, to
1: 5 Mac it, yeah. is
0: running off of this sketchy stuff that Bloomberg's put out there. It's like, what are y'all doing?
1: <laughs> and even more so on the nine to five Mac article, they take it a little further and they say, oh, this could have implement uh, um, uh, impacts on developers right. because mm-hmm. typically um, with the Apple platform, we've talked about it before you have this deployment where you can deploy an app across all of the platforms uh, in, in one development build. And so they're saying, well, now this might affect developers because if they don't have the iPadOS API, then they can't do their iOS 16 stuff because it won't necessarily work. So now developers may have to make the decision of delaying the release of their apps until both of them are publicly available. So it's kind of like a rabbit hole of things of could happens, possibly, you know, it could be an impact all based on, like you said, something that doesn't have a very firm foundation. But again, everywhere I looked on uh, when I was looking up storage today, literally all of the tech sites had -hmm. the same type of article.
0: Right. And so what, to me, what's more plausible, right? We we already know that um, the stage manager feature uh, won't be on any iPads that don't have an M1, M1. or M2 higher. chip, right? Yeah. Right. They got to be M1 or higher, right? Um, the There's rumors that Apple is coming out with a new iPad Pro. It's going to have an M2 chip. That device is slated to roll out in October. So it makes sense for Apple to be like, all right, well, when we announce the iPhone in September, why don't we also announce iOS 16 in September? When we announce the iPad Pro with the M2 chip in October, let's also well, release iPadOS iPad OS 16, 16 right along with it. It yeah. makes no sense to announce ipad os 16 and the main or the group of features that everybody's looking for most people won't have those until october so let's just wait nah that ain't (laughs) that ain't good enough that sounds too much like right (laughs) it's got it's got to be apple's having issues right they ain't perfect so now they're scrambling so now they gotta delay ipad os 16 instead instead of just taking that same We'll just throw stuff at the wall and say, oh, mm-hmm. Apple has decided to push back iPad OS 16 until the iPad Pro is released, which makes right. more sense. But again, that ain't sexy enough. <laughs>
1: right. And again, it's a slow news week and Apple has been extremely quiet, likely because we are in August. September they, is right busy. around the corner. They are <laughs> ramping up to release the new iPhone, which is their, you know, piece de resistance, you know, their, are mm. crowning, you know, device, they are heads down trying to make sure they get that rollout right. So again, it's slow, it's quiet. So got to make a little noise. And this is what it appears they've done with, uh, with mm-hmm. this delay story that is permeating across all of the tech sites.
0: And they just running with it, which again, to me, just kind of dampens are cheapens the media when they're just the journalistic of a, in
1: the tech it, journalistic integrity
0: i mean it ain't that bad it's <laughs> just like if everybody's just going off of everybody else who's going off of everybody else who the original is just kind of floating some ideas around and everybody's taking it as truth it's like well what's the point of actually taking this as facts when everybody's just like oh maybe they'll do this and maybe they'll do that you know but i guess again but isn't uh, that our course.
1: reality? That is mirrored nah, to how social media works, nah, that's true. and that's true. social media pretty much kind of reigns supreme. And we've adopted that mentality into other aspects of of uh, society. So yep. it makes it tracks.
0: Yep, I guess so.
1: Next up, uh, for those who love Microsoft Teams. It is finally coming natively to the Apple Silicon Macs. Uh, if anybody uh, uses uh, Teams on their um, on their Macs, uh, the the app uh, that they have it runs, of course, natively on the Intel Macs. But when it comes to the M1, M2 Macs, it uh, has to um, run through Rosetta two. So um, Apple and Microsoft have finally got all of their things aligned and um, the new Teams is going to be rolled out. Of course, it's going to be an incremental rollout um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that because you have an M1 or M2 Mac, you'll get it first. It's just going to uh, roll out however their schedule is. And apparently um, I don't use uh, Teams on my Mac. I use it on my PC for work. Um, It apparently is going to boost uh, performance, which makes sense because now it'll just be native to the machine. You won't have to go through any sort of type of translation. But for people whose primary machines are Macs and they use a lot of Teams, um, this one's for you. It's coming.
0: Yep. Yep, so you probably won't see that much of a difference outside of it. Maybe a little bit faster. Maybe perform a little bit better You know, if you're experiencing crashes. Because they're not saying that you can't get teams on an M2 or Apple Silicon. They're just saying the way you'll get it once this is announced, it'll be smoother, it'll be faster, it'll be more efficient, it'll be better. But there won't be any sort of visual difference like you know new features you know new orientations it'll just look like regular little teams
1: it's it'll an optimization
0: bit, yeah it'd be a little bit faster so again like you said um slow news week really they could have this is just kind of like a um nine to five mac put a whole blog post on something that could have just been a newsletter <laughs> a tweet even yeah it could have been a tweet right but again news we watch get news every single day so for them not to have any sort of stories they need to put something up there so this is what we got
1: yep and the last thing in the lowdown um apple pay is uh coming to third-party browsers um in the latest iowa 16 beta um many of you know on apple the default is safari But now uh, Apple Pay is coming to Chrome Edge and Firefox, and based on this article from MacTrust, it they are saying, not sure if this is true or not, but they are saying that they believe that it's likely this change is coming as a part of probably one of the thousands of lawsuits that uh, Apple has. on their, on their slate, um, as, especially as it relates to antitrust and, you know, uh, and Apple basically kind of having the monopoly on, you know, forcing you to use their web browser Safari. Um, so yeah, so this is, um, uh, I think it said that it was first spotted by Steve Moser. I'm assuming he's one of the, Apple, you know, try and find things, persons. Um, (laughs) And he noticed that uh, first he noticed it was on Microsoft Edge and uh, Chrome as a part of Beta 4 for iOS 16. So um, he also says it looks like it is uh, uh, going to be supported as well on Firefox. Uh, So, yeah. So um, I don't believe this one either. (laughs) i don't believe
0: this one either um it could be again it could be 100 true that apple pay will be a option if you're using chrome firefox or edge in the mobile browser as of right now if me and nika use our regular ios 15 uh devices and we go to a website in safari and we go to pay you will have an option to use apple pay if you have Apple Pay set up and Apple Wallet and all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're using Chrome on your mobile device, if you're using Edge, which who uses Edge? and, uses <laughs> and Edge,
1: especially and, on a
0: mobile device? Right, right, and Firefox, um, you won't see that. Well, this guy, Steve Moser, who he's not a, he's just a contributing writer. I'm on his tweet uh, Twitter okay. profile. He's a contributor writer at MacRumors. So basically again, Rumors. Folks are just hunting for new things to say first. I was the first one to see it. So he noticed the the story said spotted. He probably just noticed it that Mm -hmm. he was in Chrome and he was on a website and he saw the option to pay on Apple Pay in the beta version that he's running and then ran with the story. Mm -hmm. It could be that Apple is planning on uh letting chrome and safari uh, chrome and firefox and, Edge and all users, these other browsers yeah right use it uh could be not it could be they just testing it like you said because there's a lot of antitrust stuff going around there's a lot of specifically around apple as it relates yeah. to going all the way back to fortnite yeah. going back to netflix uh apple allowing netflix to let mobile users pay and subscribe to Netflix through the Netflix website instead of having to go and do a iTunes uh, subscription. That way, Netflix doesn't have to pay thirty percent to Apple. Um, think about the the, um, the EU forcing uh, companies to switch over to USB-C, mm-hmm. and then the rumor is that the iPhone fourteen or the iPhone fifteen maybe you they're all that to say. Apple is feeling a lot of pressure, not necessarily mm-hmm. lawsuits. Some of them are lawsuits, but they're feeling a lot of pressure to kind of open up a little bit. So this- And maybe they
1: just want to have these <clears throat> things in their back pocket. So right. if they That's are forced to do something, right, they're like, okay, fine, here.
0: <laughs> right, right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, Apple's feeling all this pressure, so they've got to do this or they're going to get sued. No. It could just be they're testing it out for, like Nika said, if and when somebody starts tripping, they could just flip a switch. That don't necessarily mean iOS 16 is going to have Apple Pay support for multiple mobile browsers. No, you just noticed that it was available in a beta, which I'm hoping Mm -hmm. all of these journalists' websites will say. They always say, oh, it's a beta, so it's buggy, and some of the features may or may not be available come the release. But... Here they are running with a story that says, Oh, yeah. iOS 16 is gonna have Apple Pay support. That don't necessarily that don't necessarily
1: mean that's going to happen. It's going to be in the it's gonna be in the gold build. Right. Again, it's a beta. Maybe they're testing it out to see how it would work and say, we don't have to do this, but let's just prepare in case we do and we have right. to do a patch.
0: Right. So. They're just running they they've got this beta and they say, Oh, it's a beta, but then they're running with all these stories like This is what's coming in Iowa 16.
1: That may Mm -hmm. not be the case, although it might. Who knows? We won't know until September, whatever the date is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, again, uh, slow news week uh, over in the lowdown as it relates to Apple. Uh, Hopefully next week we may get a little bit of uptick. But honestly, I don't think we're going to see a lot of traction until maybe the last week in August or first week in September, where we'll start seeing, you know, some actual um, things that are, are of note. So that's where we are. And uh, we, know, we all know how fall, it is, fall is when it comes to Apple related things. Let's head on over to Second String, where we talk all other tech. We are going to start off with TikTok this week. TikTok has put in a patent uh, across multiple countries for TikTok music. So this would uh, lead one to believe that TikTok is getting into the streaming music game, which if you think about it makes sense because TikTok has brought back a lot of music of old and made some new songs, super popular, on the short form media platform, and it's one of those things where, oh, this song I like it because it's popular, but you don't know what it is because it's only you know a couple seconds or ten seconds or however long. And it's like, how do I find this? Well, it appears that through this trademark filing, this new um, TikTok music, which um, was filed uh, in UK, Singapore, New Zealand, Mexico, Malaysia, Costa Rica. And um, it's pointing toward um, a filing in in the US. So essentially this TikTok music, which is what we're calling it now, because we don't know if it's going to be, what it's going to be. Um, but it's in the application, it says that this um, TikTok music would allow for quote, users to purchase, play, share, download music, songs, albums, lyrics, quotes, create, recommend, share his or her playlists, lyrics, quotes, take, edit, and upload photos as the cover of playlists, comment on music, songs, and albums. So basically a streaming music service that is from TikTok. And honestly, this is kind of a smart move from TikTok because music has become such an integral part of it and they want to keep it all in-house. You see us, you find a song on TikTok that's trending and you go to Apple Music, you go to Spotify, you go to Tidal, they want to keep that traffic in-house so you can just click on this little link from TikTok and it slides you on over to TikTok Music to listen to the full song, to add it to your playlist or whatever the case may be. Uh, It's also key to note that the parent company of TikTok, ByteDance, already has a music streaming service called rezzo but it's only in india brazil and indonesia so this tiktok music would i think bring in a completely new market it would be completely it appears separate from rezzo and it would be in you know more of the tiktok ecosystem because it would be branded that way so we talked about um what was it uh instagram last week becoming more like tiktok TikTok is now becoming more like Spotify. So these apps are trying to be everything to everybody instead of what they originally set out to be. It appears to me anyway. Kind of.
0: Um, Spotify is a music streaming service that has a social aspect to it, right? TikTok is a social service mm-hmm. that will add some music aspects to it. To me, the latter TikTok being a social media service or social sharing service that adds music to it makes more sense than Spotify being a music streaming service that has social aspects to it. The reason why I say that is because all the things you just mentioned, how songs that people ain't listened to in years or different genres would never have considered to listen to, or people who enjoy a certain genre would never listen to this other genre. They discover this new music on TikTok, right? And these creators or whomever, they take the song and they add it to their whatever they're trying to do, whether they're trying to create new content, whether they're just copying everybody else that everybody else is doing, nevertheless, New music is discovered, new music is shared, new music is listened to, and they use it to create new things, right? That Mm -hmm. seems perfect for what TikTok is. It is a content, it's a social sharing service. People are sharing videos and and they're using the music to create these new videos, right? So to me, I applaud TikTok for actually saying, oh, we're doing this thing and in doing this thing, we discovered that people are using our service to do this new thing. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and just wrap that on up, right? And the fact that they're using a service that they already own, they don't have to start from scratch. This right. new rest this restaurant service. For yeah. They can just polish it up, make it better for, you know, the Americans, which yeah we're the people who are going to be using it, right? Right. Right,
1: yeah, it 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 seems like a natural progression to me.
0: Right, and this, in my <laughs> opinion, is what Instagram should have been doing instead of copying TikTok with all these videos and forcing people to adjust to to
1: something we don't want <laughs>
0: to something they don't want. How about create or discover? a way for us to utilize the service that um that's new but something that we already using people do mm-hmm. the same thing with instagram now yeah. you take you take music and you and you do the little side by sides or same thing people do with t- tick tock they do it in instagram as well but instagram is so busy in worrying about what TikTok is doing <laughs> that they could have done this but again, you and other people's business and, look you know, at your
1: own paper.
0: Right, right. <laughs> so hope I hope just to spite Instagram that TikTok music does become a thing because this is just in in the grand scheme of things, this is just a patent. Um yeah, a patent filing. Apple patents filings all the time for technology we'll never see. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that they're patenting it basically saying, All right. This is what we're going to be doing. You're
1: on notice.
0: And and if you see this someplace else, just know this is where it came from first, probably to put Instagram on notice to be like, all right, we about to do this thing now in six months, if Instagram music pops up, because Mm -hmm. that sounds like something Instagram would do. It tracks. (laughs) They've been doing it (laughs) with TikTok. Now you kind of know, you know, who is the, who's the daddy. You know, and who's Who's the leader, who's the leader and who's the follower. Right. right. So maybe this will be a wake up call to Instagram. It's like, hey, maybe we need to stop copying what TikTok is doing. And let's kind of come up with some some ways to invigorate our user base versus pissing them off. Right.
1: Because that's exactly what they've done, Mm -hmm. meaning Instagram. Next up, we talked a couple of uh, months ago, maybe now about um, Voyager and how they were going bankrupt and how um, their users were basically losing their crypto um, and possibly getting it back uh, in other forms. Uh, well, crypto is back in the news. More users are losing their tokens, this time not to bankruptcy, but to hacks. So um, for Solana, which is a a blockchain that is much like many of the other um, cryptocurrency, uh, I think Ethereum is its biggest uh, competitor. Well, about $4 million worth of tokens was stolen in a hack. Um, And based on this article that I'm reading from TakeRadar, It doesn't seem as if it's the wallet that's the particular issue with this hack. It appears that the Solana ecosystem itself has been compromised because the person or persons who are draining these tokens from these wallets, which are, I think it's about 8,000 wallets that have been affected. In the blockchain, when the, the tokens are being exchanged, it actually has the private key of the actual owner, which makes it seem like the person who owns it is actually taking it out when that's not the case. The hack is on the key to remove and move the currency around. So this is fairly recent as of the last couple of days. It doesn't appear that they have a firm grasp on what is happening. And people more and more are having their crypto stolen uh, in this hack. And no one's been able to plug it as of yet. So uh, the the suggestion <laughs> for people is to move it out of the blockchain and move it into an offline uh, hardware wallet. They call it cold basically storage. Like a bank. Yeah, it's called cold storage, which is essentially where most uh, under the mattress currency now, is what they're
0: trying to tell you you need to take your crypto and put it under your mattress that's the only way you're going to, to be avoid protected something at like this point and then yeah that ain't even a hundred percent what right. this story is telling me is cryptocurrency is not ready mm-hmm. it is not ready because um sure it's decentralized and sure no one uh governing financial institution body can own it they can't regulate it so that makes peer-to-peer payments if i want to give you money i can give money directly to you i don't have to go through a bank you know what comes with going through a bank
1: with lack of regulations and decentralization
0: (laughs) insurance (laughs) comes with me going through a bank to give you money which again the way we currently move money the way we the way our financial system works, yeah, it's governed by a lot of people. And yeah, people skimming money off the top. But there's some assurances that come along with that. There are no assurances. This $4 million insurances. is
1: gone. It's gone. Right. They not get us
0: back. Right. There are no insur- assurances that comes with using crypto right now. You can listen mm-hmm. to all the websites you want to. And we've got two-factor this. And your money is safe if you do this and that. And the third, number one, to make sure... Your crypto is come as safe as possible. You have to jump through all of these hoops. hoops. You gotta set up a cold storage wallet on your computer at home. And you gotta have this key. And you gotta have that key. And you gotta transfer this stable coin to this blockchain on this crypto bit wallet locker. Regular God people forbid are trying you to lose your key. That. Regular people are not trying to do all that. Yeah. Because in order to do all that, you. Uh, The reason why people have to do all that is because it is not safe. So you can't, I'm not trying to be a cynic or a skeptic, but to get regular to for cryptocurrency to become a legit option or alternative to traditional financial banking, it has to be stable. And it has to be easy enough to where your average person can do it in one to three steps. Mm -hmm. In order to do all this, to make it all safe, there's five or six steps involved. It's confusing. People may not have the uh, hardware. They may not even have the knowledge. The know-how. Yeah. The know-how to actually do it, which all again goes all to say that um, cryptocurrency- And it's money.
1: And nobody doesn't like to play with their money.
0: Nobody likes to play with the money and we got the money to start with.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) And people are more uh, less likely to put their hard earned money into something that they don't know how to use or they don't have easy access to. So you need to tell me I put my money in there and to get it out. I got to do 10 things and Mm -hmm. then I got to pay a fee at every step where with I when I'm with, you know, my credit union. I just go into the app and click a button and move it mm-hmm. from one account to another or from one bank to another and right. easy peasy. And it's not that big of a deal.
0: Which is messed up um, because, you know, we should have an alternative or an option to using traditional financial institutions. Absolutely. Um, but Um It's just again, not ready yet in this form. It's just not ready. And for it to be ready, more people have to use it. And who's going to use this when every week we're hearing about people losing millions of dollars. I ain't
1: got a million dollars. Whether it be bankruptcy, whether it be stolen, you know, it's, it's a lot. And people are already um, suspicious of crypto anyway.
0: Right. I don't have a million dollars, but the money I do have, I don't feel like losing it.
1: I want to keep it. So
0: what people are going to do is it's going to be Uh, low user, low use it usage and the people that are trying 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 to make this mainstream are going to get tired of one doing all the hard work to get it Mm -hmm. to become stable and two losing all their money because you got to have money in there for it to work we are just going to sit on the sidelines and wait and wait and wait and And see how it play out (laughs) and it'll never grow to that uh, enough adoption for it to become mainstream so it's like you can't win for losing but again like you said, people ain't got money like that to be playing around with it and then to potentially lo- either get it stolen or mm-hmm. two, like you mentioned, lose access to it on my mm-hmm. own doing. You know, right. I can go to the bank and be like, right. hey, I ain't got my debit card. Here are
1: my two forms of my ID.
0: <laughs> <Here's> my money. <laughs> and go to the crypto uh, bank or whatever and say, Hey, here's my two forms of ID. I it's my me,
1: key. I promise.
0: Right. That ain't yeah. gonna work. So nope, good luck not to them, but this ain't ready no time soon.
1: No, and um, again, as with anything financial, we are not financial advisors or planners. It's just using the best sense that you can and doing what's best for you and your financial future.
0: And after this news, the money that I do got in there is being less and less in value. No, thank you. No, <laughs> thank you. Because of yeah, this they news. said
1: they said after after this uh, announcement was made that it was hacked. It fell ten percent within two hours of it being now, reported. So God knows what is that now,
0: right? And that's no different than you know the stock market because I got money. Right. I got money in the stock market too, and some random news can come out and drop my stuff down. Yeah. But stock market been around for decades, right? You know, crypto's been around for maybe twenty years. Yeah. And and for crypto to get
1: to the level of the stock market, it needs time, and mm-hmm. the time that it needs people it appears got- aren't willing to give it that time because right. it's it's unstable it's like or, the chicken and, and the egg. what come first chicken or the egg
0: right and there's people who are retiring or people who are about to retire and people who are trying to you know jump on this new bandwagon because maybe they haven't saved the way they should and they've mm-hmm. seen or heard people become millionaires using crypto so they dump all their money in there as not necessarily a last ditch effort, but a, a way to get some quick money and they're losing it. So yeah, no, mm-hmm. thank you. No, no
1: thank you. you. I'm going to let you early adopters have at it and uh, best of luck to you. I hope that you make all your money back and then some from it. Um, but it's it's not for me. It's, it's mm-hmm. not my jam right now. I may look back and say, dang, I wish I'd have gotten in earlier. But right now, I'm not saying that. So,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. Again, never, Mm -hmm. never risk
1: more money than you're willing to lose. Than you can afford to lose. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. All right. Uh, The last thing up in second string. um, GM is in the news uh, for their... um, their uh, hands-free technology, um, Super Cruise. Um, when it was originally released back in 2018 uh, on the Galaxy CT6, you'll remember there were commercials during the Super Bowl about it and all this good stuff. It started out with a network of 200,000 miles of road. They have now doubled that to 400,000 uh, uh, miles of road and this now includes some pretty um uh popular and well traveled uh, highways including Route 66, Pacific Coast Highway, uh, Route 1 and the Trans-Canadian Highway. Um this uh, uh advanced is ADAS, advanced driving Something system. I should know this because this is (laughs) what I work in, but I don't know. It's it's called ADAS. uh, And uh, it's one of those things where um, it's it's being released. uh, It's expected to be on about 22 models across the whole GM brand, which includes Chevy, um, Cadillac, Buick, and I should know this, a missing one. Chevy, Cadillac. Dang,
0: uh, dang. Mm-hmm. That's the only ones I can think of. She- it's Motors. four.
1: Buick, Chevy, Cadillac, Cadillac.
0: Only one. Only one. And is I'm GMC. missing
1: one. It's four. GMC. GMC. Yes, it's four. Yeah. I was like, I'm missing. I know I'm missing one. Um, but yeah. So across the uh, uh, the full fleet of, of those brands, 22 models should have this new super cruise, um, available by the end of, of next year. And GM is calling super cruise, quote, industry's first true hands speed driver assisted technology. Um, we know, um, that the probably closest competitor, um, is Tesla's autopilot. Um, and Tesla of course has a larger range of, of mileage, um because it pretty much runs on any road for super cruise it's basically focused more on highways and and divided roads which gives you a smaller um pool of drive of of actual driveway um but it is more precise and uh it uses uh, lidar mapping um real-time cameras gps radars those type of things because right. yeah and this makes it more stable than you know some of the issues that we've heard with with tesla's autopilot
0: right because what tesla's doing is it's trying to think while it drives mm-hmm. because tesla is using uh cameras and they're using computers to kind of say oh the road is changing something i got to turn so right. let me think about it real quick and right. then make the adjustments on the fly versus the supercruise they're doing kind of like think of it as google maps and apple maps you got all these cars and they're literally driving around mapping all the roads so once you get a nice map then you put one of these super crews these cars with super crews on it they're like oh i've got this database of all these roads so therefore i can let me look
1: it up really quickly
0: right right let me versus let me think on my own real fast and again i think that's where some of the issues with tesla's coming in because computers aren't perfect right. and this split second decision that this computer on this computer on this on this car on this individual car right it you know it may it's not trying to figure
1: same. out and make the decisions on and what it, exactly i'm seeing whereas right. super cruise it has a database and already the data set on what the road is, is it a divided highway? Is it a straight line? Can you pass? Can you not pass? What's the speed limit? Those type of things are already known to the vehicle
0: as right. it's driving. Because the computer may not make the same decision twice. And that's right. where some of these issues with Tesla's coming in.
1: Right. And so, um, again, with this enhancement basically doubling the uh, amount of, of roadway, um, it's really trying to, um, it's not trying, it's really getting to the point where it is becoming a fair comparison to, uh, Tesla's autopilot, just a bit more stable, but less, you know, mileage again. Um, currently it is a subscription based service. Um, and it is, uh, about $25 a month. Um, so and- everything,
0: everything's going to be
1: yeah it's it's all subscription
0: based in the future nothing you're going to be able to buy and own (laughs) right you're gonna buy something and then you're gonna have to continue to pay for it it. so
1: it's
0: like did i ever buy it if i have to subscribe to it
1: (laughs) yeah it is good to note that um this is something i didn't know is that uh the super cruise does come free for three years with most gm vehicles so you'll get a break for three years after that, uh, you will have to pay for it. Um, in addition, this article that I'm reading from inputmag.com, um, it says that Ford is also you know coming up with its own pri- proprietary driver's tech. and I did which
0: which again, we are repeating the same problems. Tesla is doing their own thing. GM is doing their own thing. Ford is going to be doing their own. thing. Ford's called Blue Cruise. Right. Whatever. You know, <laughs> Toyota, when they do it, Nissan, when they do it, Honda, when they do it, Lexus, BMW, you've got all these different things instead of creating a standard and working with the government or working with transportation or whomever, you know, the same thing with the charge with electric vehicles. Tesla Mm -hmm. has their chargers. Mm -hmm. GM is going to have their chargers. Ford Mm -hmm. is going to have their chargers. Some devices out there can work for all the other ones, but they got to have different hooks and different connections. uh. It's
1: not universal. It's very specialized according to the brand. And honestly, at this, because it is so early in the game, everybody wants the proprietary ownership of their own particular thing. I see it. I see it going down the line that there are going to be some universal type things. If you think about it, you know, Apple has its Apple branded cables, but you can go on Amazon and buy a a lightning cable to use. It's not Apple branded, but it essentially kind of does the same thing. So I think as more companies get on this, you know, driver assisted uh, technology, as they get more on board with EVs, people are going to start making their versions of it at probably a cheaper price. But right now everybody is in there. This is mine and you can't have it. And I want to make all the money I can from my own stuff. So they're
0: going to burn these people out, you know, the same thing with the subscriptions, right? So let's just think of your average car, right? mm -hmm. Um, You buy the car, it costs X amount of dollars. If you want the cruise thing, whichever one, whichever version you have you got to subscribe to that if you want to subscribe to if you want to get uh, connectivity in the vehicle like uh, hotspot got to mm-hmm. subscribe to that if you want to get navigation like I said uh, Tesla is starting to do subscription services for their infotainment to where if you want to read the news and get your music or get your hotspot you got to subscribe to that if you want to subscribe to heated seats BMW It's got this thing out now to where they're going to start charging people to subscribe for heated and cool seats. It's like, I buy the car and then slowly but surely on top of just picking the wheels, picking the color, picking the interior, now I got to pay for navigation. I got to pay for the seats and then I got to pay for the- Stacking,
1: stacking, stacking.
0: For the autonomous driving. By that time, it's just like, I don't want the car anymore <laughs> and i, I changed my
1: mind <laughs> but don't change your mind
0: these car companies start standardizing some of these things and start making some of this stuff cut with the vehicle because the same burnout that we're experiencing with streaming services all the pluses everybody's everybody's got their own streaming service and people are starting to get burnt out and they can't yeah. they gonna stop doing it. same thing come coming with these cars you have to subscribe to all these things. People won't get burnt out, and then you'll be scrambling trying to figure out how to do this. When if y'all could have just standardized some of this stuff, could have made it a lot easier. But again,
1: it's not about ease. It's about <laughs> the almighty dollar, and mm-hmm. uh, everybody wants the accessory money. You know, mm-hmm. you need extra cables. You need extra uh, floor mats. You need all these extra you things. Have to subscribe
0: all to floor mats.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But I did want to bring that up because that is uh, a pretty huge um, improvement, uh, doubling the amount of roadway. So that's pretty cool. That makes sense. That is, yeah, that is going to uh, wrap up second string. We're going to head on over to For the Culture, where we talk about anything socially relevant um, or anything interesting that we want to talk about. So I saw this particular (laughs) <laughs> so I saw this particular story on Twitter, of course, and it gave me the heebie-jeebies because I'm thinking, who would think of this and why? So there's this thing now called, basically dubbed it zombie spiders. So researchers at uh, Rice University over in Houston, they figured out how to bring... Uh, a new uh, incarnation to dead spiders, reanimation, if you will. They found uh, this uh, uh, Daniel Preston, a professor, and Fay Yap, a graduate student um, at the school's uh, at the university's engineering school. They were able to repurpose a dead spider as a gripper by using a needle glue and syringe. So think about it um, as the claw machine at the skating rink, at the bowling alley. There's a bear in there. You do little joystick to uh, find the the item that you want. You move the claw out, you go down and you pick it up, and then you move it out. Well, this is what they're doing with dead spiders with this needle (laughs) glue and syringe. Your face is all crunched up. And when I (laughs) saw the video, that was my exact face like what in the world? Like, why did they come up with this? Like what's the what's the point? And I put it in here because it's my thing of um like what's the use case for this? Yeah, grippers for now, but what are they Um, going to do? Or is it just something? Well,
0: the only thing I can think of is um, uh, in this explanation, uh, spider legs are similar to, um, they use hydraulic pressure to move, right?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Our arms and our extremities. Um, have all these different muscles, right? Well, um, if you think of somebody who has lost an arm, who has lost a leg, uh, they may not, they won't have those same muscles to be able to animate a prosthetic limb. Well, maybe if they can use something different, like hydraulic pressure, then maybe they could figure out a way to better... Utilize or animate a prosthetic limb. That's the only thing I could think of because, uh, again, this is gross. And to me, I'm more inclined to say some researcher was they needed to <laughs> some researcher needed to prove to the grant or the company giving them money for research. They need, all right, we need to come up with something so we can keep this money coming in. So let's animate these spider legs <laughs> so the researchers can continue working. So the company that's sponsored them don't pull their funding. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. In yeah. I'm reality. showing,
1: yeah, I'm showing, I pulled up and I'm sharing for those of you who are watching um, the stream or watching live, you can see them actually, have the the injection on the spider and them using it to to pick up the uh the the item uh yeah this is um this is very like freaky and very
0: i mean same thing with like um ants spiders traditionally can pick up and carry, you know, double, triple times their own weight. Their weight, yeah. Right, so maybe, you know, um, they're using spiders as, you know, use case to maybe take that same sort of technology. And uh, I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> well, I read a little further down, and one of the questions is, what's the potential use for dead spider grippers? And um, they are saying, um, the professor is saying that, of course, it's still in its infancy, but um, a potential real world application is micro scale manipulation, such as picking up tiny electronic components.
0: With spider legs, dead yes. spider legs. Yes. Sure. <laughs>
1: Again, like
0: I said, I think some researcher was like, oh. I came up with this cool concept so I can keep getting paid to do this. I can keep research. my funding. Yeah. Maybe. So I don't lose my funding. That's what I think. But again, I'm the cynic. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely put the link in the show notes so you can take a look at it for yourself because it is quite jarring to see the dead zombie spider in action, actually, actually, picking up something. It's, and maybe uh... they
0: use spiders because we don't care about spiders because spiders are ugh, yuck, gross. Now, if that would have been a kitty cat, a dead kitty cat, <laughs> <laughs> people would have, they wouldn't have got very far with that, you know, but a spider, you know, it's like, oh, sure. Do all the research you, you want to on dead spiders because ugh, who cares? But let that have been a, a man's best friend right. reanimating dog arms to grab stuff. Oh, this wouldn't have made it that far.
1: At all. yeah, I just I just don't know how comfortable I feel with reanimating living uh, organisms. Uh, yeah, I just it's uh, it's very uh, along the lines of the level of discomfort as it was when we talked about Alexa using a dead relative's voice uh, as right. the voice of the the speaker. It's those type of things that kind of give me the shakes uh, about and the aches of, oh, God, what else? What else are you doing or researching down there?
0: I mean, but some of the things we take for granted today probably started something similar to this. We just didn't have the backstory. Now with the information age, we get the backstory. So now we know uh, uh, Amazon has been uh, practicing with dead people's voices. And this researcher has been using dead spiders to grab things. We just know the backstory now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. I could have gone my whole life not knowing that they are reanimating spiders to pick up things. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't even have a, a, a way to close this out, so. We're just going to say that's for the culture for this week. (laughs) Let's head on over to the hookup to get our tech tip for the week.
0: All right. So if you are using uh, Chrome uh, as your primary browser on a Mac and you accidentally or on purpose delete or close a tab and you didn't mean to do that or come to find out you need to get that um, website back you can do the traditional way to go into the chrome tab history and it'll pull up maybe maybe it'll pull up your history from five minutes ago maybe it won't you have to search through all the different tabs you've opened in the past week or whatever to find that one tab uh well my hookup for the week is if you are on a mac and you're using chrome as your browser and you delete or close a tab if you do the command shift and t combination it will quickly reopen your chrome tabs without you having to search for them so real quick that's my hookup for the week like i mentioned if you are using uh, chrome on a mac and you close a tab if you do the command plus shift plus t combination while you're in chrome it'll automatically bring back those recently closed tabs on chrome
1: nice uh always good to have a a, a, a set of hotkeys to to make things a little bit easier that's going to wrap up the show for this week we definitely want to thank you for tuning in brother tech where are you in the news this week where can folks find you
0: uh you can find me on the internets at uh brother tech that's b-r-o-t-h-a-t-e-c-h on twitter and facebook i'm starting to get into facebook a little bit more but you got to be a friend, so. Uh, don't be <laughs> any friend requesting me because I don't roll like that so I'll <laughs> be on Twitter for the most part
1: cool and I um, actually was on DTNS on Monday so if you want to go back and catch that um, I was there with them and actually I will be in LA this weekend so I have plans to link up with a couple of the DTNS folks so I'm really excited about that we've We've been virtual friends for some years now, so it'll be pretty cool to, to be able to link up with them in person. All right. You can find me at Techside Diva on all of the social media sites, but you'll likely get the most engagement from me over on Twitter. To connect with the show, to comment and share and support our show, you can head on over to snobowestcast.com and get all the information on how to interact with us with that being said that's gonna wrap up the show this week thanks for tuning in we'll see you guys next week peace bye everybody